I am going to be reflecting today on um, Isaiah chapter 37. Yeah, by, uh, by introducing the service this morning, Fiona uh, mentioned that God created relationship. And um, in that relationship, uh, she mentioned about our relationship with him, with God. Uh, and also from there um, flows our relationship with uh, one another. And um, one of my reflections in, um, in Isaiah 37 would be looking into uh, actually the treasure of um, having the privilege of uh, enjoying a relationship with God and um, how relationship with God actually affects um, incidents or situations that um, we face as believers, uh, as children of God. And um, so to uh, fully understand, um, to have a bit of background what's happening in chapter 37 of, of Isaiah, it's good to, to start looking at it in, uh, from that 36. But uh, we're not going to be doing that. I'm just going to be uh, picking a few uh, uh, passages, a um, few verses from chapter 37 and uh, related to... Uh, uh, King Hezekiah receiving a nasty letter from uh, from the enemy, and um, what is what's happening in there is to give us understanding that uh, Israel as a nation is now being divided into the northern and uh, the southern kingdom, and uh, Isaiah thirty-seven is reflecting on uh, incidents that King Hezekiah. Uh, was experiencing uh, during the ministry of um, of Isaiah, and uh, we understand that uh, Hezekiah is the son of Ahaz, um, one of the king of uh, Judah, one of the bad king, and um, also um, when um, when Hezekiah uh, passed away, his son and one of his son is Manasseh. Uh, Manasseh also is known like one of the worst king in um, in Judah. And so we find Hezekiah here in the middle where his, his dad and then his sons is actually a uh, uh, very poor ministry, if we can uh, call it that way, uh, towards uh, the people of God. And what uh, Hezekiah has been doing is bringing reform into uh, Jerusalem, into Judah, uh, that may even have impact in um, Israel as a whole. At this point... Uh, the northern kingdom, which is um, uh, the biggest part of Israel at the time, is now in, into exile or spread around by the Assyrian. And uh, Samaria, that was the, the capital of, uh, of the northern kingdom, being destroyed by, by the Assyrian. And so um, the Bible says that um, Hezekiah started reigning when he was uh, 25 years old, and he uh, reigned um, for 29 Years in um, in Jerusalem, and uh, surprisingly, he's been one of the good king because at this time, um, it's not um, every day that you meet good king um, because of uh, influence with um, other nations that um, God has forbidden the the Israelite to involve in. Um, relationship with them or in making alliance with them. Uh, one of the reasons is that all of the nations surrounding um, Israel uh, are pagan nations with um, idol worship that destroy 
the treasure relationship with, with God. And sadly, they did not listen to God. And um, that's why um, the northern kingdom ends being into, into exile. And something about Assyria, because um, Hezekiah is going to be dealing with, uh, with the king of Assyria, because Assyria at the time is the dominant power and um, imposing uh, its ruling uh, over most of the surrounding nations. And, um, and this time, um, Assyrians are also already uh, um, taking possession of most of the cities in Judah. So Jerusalem was um, surviving. And so um, in, um, in verse 18 of, of chapter 7 of Hezekiah, we see here um, King Hezekiah uh, in his word said, It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste all the people and their land. So he, he admitted um, that this is a terrible situation for us. Uh, all of the surrounding nations now, they are completely destroyed. Is, is it our turn? He's crying out um, to God. And um, some of the practice of the uh, Assyrians is very well known for, for their cruelty. Uh, we see that in the Bible. We see that in extra-biblical resources, um, how uh, they treat the, their enemy, they treat other nations in order to impose um, their rule. I, I suppose um, uh, one of the way of we can compare them, probably like uh, some of the militants of, of ISIS do today, um, um, the way they, they, they treat um, their enemy, they treat people who don't like imposing a very severe kind of uh, suffering, um, using fish hook and uh, dragging people through their nose and... Um, Horrible things, um, skinning them alive and things that um, it makes you feel a certain way when, as you talk about it. And so uh, these are the, the way that you describe the, the Assyrian. And so here they are, then surrounding Jerusalem, um, King Sennacherib sent his, uh, his officials and then standing on a wall, and uh, most of the city, Judah, being destroyed and um, people suffering um, that uh, oppression. And um, Hezekiah looked at other nations. There is nowhere to, to be found. So what, what do you do? And um, it's, it's not one of those days that you, uh, you want to wake up and have a great day. It's... it's a sort of really oppressing uh, time for, for Judah and um, oppressing time for Hezekiah as the king who um, has to uh, pull them together. And so uh, Hezekiah is going to take um, some actions. Um, and uh, I would hope that, that we're going to be looking in those, those three points that um, from actions of Hezekiah we would be encouraged um, in our walk with, uh, with Jesus, in our relationship with, um, with God. It's also good to mention that at this, at this time, um, Hezekiah has already begun a reform in, uh, in Jerusalem, even though Jerusalem um, is not that stable, 
But one of the things that uh, we would say about Hezekiah, he started destroying idols and he started bringing people to God and uh, restoring uh, the sense of unity, restoring worship to, to Yahweh. And so for Hezekiah as a king, and, uh, and also for the people living in, in Judah, it's a critical time um, where uh, how can they actually maintain the reform that uh, Hezekiah is, is bringing? Um, how can they continue to trust in, in Yahweh? How can they continue to enjoy fellowship and, and relationship with God? So there's, there's a lot of temptation uh, happening here, and especially for Hezekiah also, there is a temptation of maybe looking into other nations like Egypt uh, for support, and one of uh, uh, the reality was that uh, he didn't even have enough army um, to wage war, um, no horses and um, no uh, weapon, and so very vulnerable situation for the king as well as, as for the people. And so it is in that situation where um, staying together in unity is quite crucial for um, Hezekiah and, and people living in, in Jerusalem. And so though it may sound like something very simple, uh, facing, keeping, keeping at peace and then keeping together in unity, uh, face to uh, horrible people like, like Hezekiah, uh, the sense of unity standing together actually is, is maybe one of, one of the things that help us reflect more in God or help us from panicking. And, um, and in, um, in that process, we see um, Hezekiah not um, denying the, the situation. That's the first action that Hezekiah does. He, um, he acknowledged that uh, this is not good. Things don't look good for, um, for uh, my nation, uh, for Jerusalem. Um, Things doesn't look good for, for him. He, uh, he admitted that um, this is the reality. I have a problem. And so um, he says in... From verse 1 and go, go into verse 3, it says, When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. And so he, he heard uh, the word of, of the Rabshakeh or the officials that, that came. And um, very, very distressful uh, situation. But he did not ignore he admits that uh, something, something not, not quite right. And um, for us as well, as, uh, as children of God, we are going to uh, face a lot of challenges in our, in, our, in our faith, in our work with Jesus. Remember, Hezekiah was in a time where he was bringing about reform in, in Judah. He was keeping worship together. He, was, he mobilized people to go out and to destroy the, the idols and everything that was um, dragging people away from God. You know, he was in that process, doing something good for God in, in that sense. 
So building up in his relationship with God, but also um, uh, strengthening the relationship of other people with, with God. But even though he was doing something good for God, that did not take away the attack from the enemy. It did not take away uh, the enemy uh, wanting to interfere with what he was doing for, for God. And um, this is very much the way we also live our life as children of God, as, as Christians. So even though we um, are engaged in uh, being light and salt and worshiping and having relationship with God, uh, we are not free from being attacked by the enemy. Right. And um, in, a, in our relationship with, with Jesus, God um, has never promised that because you're doing this for me, you're not going to be uh, affected by, by enemy. You know, even though uh, you may have a very strong, stable relationship with God, you still have to deal with uh, resisting the enemy. And so um, what, what Zechariah is, is doing here, he would understand the value of uh, having relationship with God. And for us as a believer, maybe our relationship with God is, is one of the most significant assets in, uh, in, in our life. And so how can we uh, cope with the realities of, of life, things that affect our society today. The difference between us and, and those who don't trust in God it is because we have a relationship with God. And sometimes um, we, don't, we don't consider our relationship with God as something special because, because it's just normal to us. It's, we, just, we, we think like, yeah, I was born to have a relationship with God. No, you haven't. Well, somehow you have. But that's what God wants. But it's, it's, um, it, it is a privilege, actually, that, that God opened our eyes and then uh, giving us to realize, actually, the gospel is truth. And, and therefore, I would like to embrace relationship with, with God. Because there are a lot of people out there who who don't know that it's actually, uh, it is, we are in the truth. They're not aware of, of, of this. And so, and because of our relationship with Jesus, and because of coming in um, uh, every Sunday or any other day, interacting with God, that actually brings stability in our life, that when we are faced with challenging situations, the way we respond to it is very different from those who actually don't know God. And so, our, our relationship with God, it's, it's, it's something that we, we need to treasure and we need to preserve. And, um, and, and Isaiah under, understood this and also Hezekiah understood this. It's like, I have started this reform and, uh, and he's been investing everything in so that that relationship with God is not taken away. There's a lot of things uh, around Jerusalem at the time that would uh, completely destroy his faith 
even reflecting on the way Assyrian treated other people, it's enough to destroy his faith. But he mobilizes people so that there is that flame continue to, uh, to uh, keep maintaining the faith, the relationship with, with God. And, and maybe it, it, it is from this, it, it is time for us also to reflect a bit in our, in our church as, as NCF and actually appreciate uh, some, of, some of the activity that are contributing to flaming our faith, that are contributing to, uh, to uh, keeping our relationship with God, which we uh, uh, think it is it's just a right for us. It's, it's, it's just something given to us. But it, it, it is, it is um, a time for us really to um, have that sense of gratitude that there are people who are in investing in our, in our life. A lot of things that is done is um, contributing to uh, maintaining our relationship with God. I particularly like, for example, the way worship is, is done in, uh, in, uh, in our church. Worship is not simply uh, coming and singing and listening to, to music. Um, Sometimes our attention will be drawn to some words that are, that are in, in, in the worship and feeding in our faith. And so, uh, but there are people who pray, and God, what song do we, do we need to, to sing? They, they spend time preparing. That contributes to that sense of unity as, as, as a church. You know, um, uh, some of us standing here in the in front, uh, and, and so what we do appear to be like uh, the most important thing, uh, which, which is in everything that we, we as a church do contribute to maintaining and to holding our faith to, together. When we come uh, before the church having fellowship, uh, uh, tea and coffee, that strengthens our relationship with, with, with one another. That gives us room actually to pray and to reflect. And, and so someone who makes time to come and, and prepare coffee, are you, do you actually reflect on it as contributing to my faith? You know, those, those, those are the, 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 the things that uh, make us to be who we are as, as people of God. And there is not something small that, that you do and you think that is, is not significant. It's not like standing in the front to, to preach or, or to lead worship. Maybe your role is maybe, uh, I don't know, keeping the book, look, looking at uh, how uh, we manage our finances as, as a church. And no one is going to see you doing that. But that contributes to uh, who we are as, as, as a church. And, uh, and, and some make time to, to, to come uh, some other weekday and, or maybe before the church to pray. And, and early before I, I came to, to, to speak, Alex was, was, was praying. And we're probably going to be talking about, about prayer. And those are, those are things that like worship, like Bible meditations, like a fellowship with, with one another, you pull all of those ingredients together. 
those are the things that make us to be who we are. And um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes we need, we need to, to stop a bit and, and reflect. I'm actually grateful that uh, someone prepare coffee and teas and bring cakes. And um, I, I am grateful that uh, my little ones are being looked after uh, during, during the church service. And, and these are the things that um, contribute to us. And, and Hazaya appreciated that uh, when he, um, he acknowledged that he, he has a problem and Jerusalem has a problem. And the second action he did is actually uh, he turned to the right people. Because um, he, has, he has appreciated these who, who are around him. He said, can you please go to see um, uh, Isaiah the prophet? Here is the terrible situation that, that we, we are facing. Uh, can you go and talk, talk to, to the prophet? He mobilizes um, the, the right people. That sense of unity, that sense of everyone bring his contribution into the crisis. Everyone has something to give into this crisis that we, um, we are facing. In, in um, verse 2, it says, He sent Eliakim, sounds like a Korean here. He sent Eliakim, the, the place maybe, uh, St. James cousin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he sent Eliakim, um, the palace administrator, and Sebna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth, he sent them to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. And so he mobilized these, these people that he has a relationship with. And like, it's not, it's, this incident is not only for, for one person. It's like, let's let mobilize this. Uh, what's happening here with, with Isaiah and the rest of the people in, in Jerusalem is they try to, to keep calm, but spiritually active, engaging in uh, things that is going to restore faith. And, and this is what uh, Isaiah is, um, is doing here with, um, with mobilizing these, these people. And so the, the idea of them putting sackcloth on themselves is like they get rid of their, their normal clothing and then it's, uh, they, it's a physical expression of internal distress. This is what sackcloth means. It's like um, they put ashes on themselves and sackcloth uh, says it, these are the clothing that makes you very uncomfortable and uh, causing you really to think about how um, you would like to get out of the situation that you, you are experiencing. And then for a king um, to mobilize people and for himself to uh, go into that mood, it's, it's something Serious, but in his calmness, <clears throat> he actually uh, took advice from those who are able to contribute to his faith, and that's why we are the body. Uh, that is why we, we are a community, and God has made a provision for us. Like when we are facing things that are really um, affecting us, God has provided people around us that we can, we can go to and, um, 
And God has given them the, the grace and the gifting to be, to be able to speak into, into our life. And what Isaiah needed at the time was encouragement. And, um, and Isaiah was the right person. And Isaiah brought encouragement to him. And uh, encouragement to, to him was not simply wanting to be kind to him. <clears throat> he actually went before God. And uh, God is going to deliver uh, Jerusalem. Don't worry about, about the enemy. So he brought encouragement. And, and so um, God has made provision for that for us as, as his people. That around us there are those who have the gift that we can go to. And at the same time, maybe you are one of those people that uh, your calling is to be that desire to someone else. To be that encouragement to, to someone else. And that means spending time in prayer. God, uh, what, what is there in, in that situation? What, what is it I can do? Maybe it's, it's just a, a cup of tea. And then hanging out on, under the tree. It makes a big difference in, in people's life. Those have got, uh, got provision um, for um, his people. Uh, to deal with, with, with situations. That's, that's why we, we are different. I can, I can move on with life despite the difficulty because I have brothers and sisters who um, bring encouragement to me, who makes me uh, feel like I am part of something bigger than myself. I am part of, part of the, uh, the community. So it, it is an encouragement for you. Like maybe you're doing something that you think it's, it's very insignificant. It's actually very significant that, that act of kindness that, that you do. And so for Ezekiah, uh, these people he sent to Isaiah, these people did not went and drive away the Assyrian who was standing on the wall. They didn't mobilize uh, an army, but they just went to speak to Isaiah. And that was enough to contribute to what God is doing in, in, in the life of, of Isaiah. So maybe your role is, is, is a bit like that, going. Or maybe your role is, is like Isaiah himself who uh, uh, bring the word of God um, to Hezekiah. So the first, the first thing Hezekiah admitted that um, it's, it's not a good uh, situation. And the second thing, he connected with, with the right people and he seek the right advice. And um, he himself, he, he mobilized um, into prayer and he mobilized other people into, into prayer. It's not a sign of weakness to ask someone to pray for you. It's, it's a privilege. Um, and, um, and prayer... It's, it's actually one of the powerful things that we have as, as children of God. And uh, Alex was praying earlier about, um, about um, how we need to see more uh, police releases release in, um, in our society to prevent crime and, and all of that. Um, those are uh, some of the ways that, that God work. And, but also... Um, we can have free police without spending by actually praying against crime. And God has the power to stop crime. God has the power to convert people's hearts. And these are the tools that are free of charge for us as, as Christians. And uh, if, if there is no, no enough police, uh, God can change people's hearts. 
God can restore the society to what he wants. And then uh, the role of the police would be just to go about and hang out with people. And the third thing that Hezekiah does is, is exactly praying. And then he cries out to God, calling on God's uh, nature and God's character. And Hezekiah says this from verse 14. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to meet up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heavens and the earth. Give ear, Lord, or hear, open your eyes. And so he is now reflecting on God as the one who is above everything. And so he called on the character of, of God. And so what, what's happening with Ezekiah here, despite the fear that he's experienced, he stood against his fear by calling on the character of God. And, uh, and all of us, we experience fear. Uh, all of us, we experience difficult situations. In the, and so our relationship with God is that which feeds us with God's character, fills us with God's goodness. And what is, um, Hezekiah experienced in, in, this, in this text is that he realized that God is really good. Even in these distressful situations, he called upon the name of God, and then God shows his, his power. And then he took his fear, and he converted his fear into an amazing opportunity to show how God is redemptive. You know, and our, the privilege that we have of, of being people of faith is that we are going to face these challenges. This, we're going to receive nasty letters from our, from our enemy. Uh, for Hezekiah, it was a physical enemy, but for us, spiritual enemy, uh, with situations that we, we face, and the enemy is going to send letters into our minds. Letters that are aimed to discourage us, that are aimed to take away the fact that we have a relationship with God, and then we begin to take things in our hands. You know? But Hezekiah, he remembered God in, in, those, in those situations. Do not allow the enemy sending letters into your mind to take away the understanding that I am the son, I am the daughter of God. Each one of us, we experience seasons like this. No matter how long you've, you've experienced relationship with God, if you, no matter how many reverend you have in your title as, as a minister of Jesus, we always experience time where we doubt God. In fact, sometimes it's actually healthy to doubt God. It shows that we are human and uh, we have weaknesses. And then when you come to that point of doubting God, you don't have anywhere else to run. And then you, you run back into his arm. It's, God, I am in doubt. I want you to show yourself. And this, this, this was the situation that, that Hezekiah experiences. And he cried on, on to God, uh, calling on his, his character and the word of God came to him through Isaiah the, the prophet. And as the prophet said, um, the enemy, Hezekiah and, and uh, Judah, did not even have to, to fight. 
God just turned the enemy against itself. And the Assyrian knew that there is God in Israel. Uh, the day we've, we've made a commitment to, to follow Jesus, uh, we stated that our, the God that we trust in is a living God. And there are no situations that he's not able to in, intervene in. Um, we, we are going to experience uh, sadness. We're going to experience distress. Um, but we have a relationship with a living God who cannot be prevented by anything. And um, even during the time if Assyria uh, came and take away um, J- Jerusalem into exile, God would be right because that was happening to them because they disobey God. But even in that incident when they disobey God, God still remain a loving God. I am going to reach out into my nation because Israel was the nations of God. And the Bible says that we are called by his name. We are sons and daughters of God. So no matter how disobedient we've, we've, we've been with him, no matter how far we've been with him, there is no time that we can call on God and God will not respond with love. Because he is love. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to thank you that because of your sacrifice, uh, you you establish the the bridge between us and God, and and we can God play. We can call God our Father. Because of that, that relationship, and you've established us in your family. And Lord, as uh, we reflect on um, your deliverance uh, for um, Judah and Hezekiah during this, this season, um, there, are, there are a lot of seasons in our life as well where our relationship with you is being challenged. And Lord, we want to remain faithful to you. We want to be people of faith. Lord, as we reflect on this, I pray that you would give us the initiatives of being able to identify the letters that uh, we've received from the enemy. And uh, rather than um, chewing on those letters, that we would spread it before you. We would submit it to you. And maybe some of us uh, need to take practical actions, maybe writing down what, what the enemy whispered to us and and physically spread it in, in your presence, Lord. That we would declare you are above the threat from the enemy. And I thank you for the privilege of uh, being part of your family, where we can come together to worship and to fellowship and to listen to your word and to pray for one another, even if we are in our homes, Lord, because this is what family is. Lord, we want to give you glory in everything. In Jesus' name, amen.